We know it, but sometimes we just got to sing it to remind ourselves. Amen. All right, turn to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. Again, it's good to have our visitors here. It's, it's Anna. Now, which, which number were you in the lineup? For kids? For children, yes. Um, right in the middle. Right in the middle. That's, gotcha. Right in the middle. Hey, that's where I was, right in the middle. There you go. It's got, it does have advantages. I, you just got to know how to use them. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, Bon Colonies' uh, daughter. Make sure that... Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out here. Is, is it Rick? Rick and Mason? Right? Score. All right, here we go. There we go. Uh, dismissed, right? We, we got all their names right. Time to go home. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, make sure afterwards uh, just uh, say hello and say hi to them. Good to have them with us. Uh, turn to 2 Kings, if you haven't yet, 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. You have to bear with me. When, when this was created, when this was thought through, this was actually technically a summer message. So uh, because of the theme is to get kind of into the pool, uh, you do that today, it would technically be called a polar plunge. So just bear with the analogy, okay? Because that's where it's at. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being real with you. So... Uh, um, it's a, uh, it was just the timing. God said, go ahead and preach it tonight. So I'm not technically telling you to do a polar plunge today, okay? But just bear with the analogy. Think August thoughts, okay? Nice, warm, hot, you know, because it was just a, just a few, uh, it was literally weeks away because we actually had some, some warm, warm weather and then boom, the, the snow hit. So just, just think warm, happy thoughts, okay? All right. Uh, you're like, where is he going tonight? This is getting out of control. Uh, it only gets worse. All right, Second Kings chapter 2. Am I on this time? Oh, hey, hey, see? I got all the names right of the visitors, and the microphone's on. Hey, we're good. We're, we're golden. Second uh, Kings chapter 2, we're going to look at verse 1 here. It says, And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah unto heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take every away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I, I know it. Hold ye your peace. In the Greek, that holds you your peace means shut up, okay? Just, just helping you out there. It means be quiet, I understand. I know what's going on, hold you your peace. Uh, and Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets, you've got to love these guys, that were at Jericho, came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? You know, all these Captain Obviouses. Uh, and he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And, you know, I'm sure he's really loving this at this point. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. 
I think at this point he's really testing him. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah, Elisha excuse me, said, un, said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they, they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it. And he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in, piece, in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you would use this message, Lord. Uh, I'm not totally understanding why we're, this one is being preached, but God, uh, I ask that you would uh, do your work and let your will be done. Lord, I, I pray that you would uh, speak to hearts, that you would encourage hearts, uh, that you would uh, give them a desire uh, to just uh, love you more and live for you uh, better than they did the day before. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've got here uh, two different types of characters. We, we've got uh, uh, Elisha it seems to be the, the person that's slowly coming into the center here. And uh, I, I like to, to call him a... Um, there's two different types of people. Now, it says there in verse 7, we're just going to explain it here, it says the sons of the prophets and stood to view afar off. Now, I'm going to take a little license in, in the picturing of this. Uh, again, it says they stood. So I understand that they're standing. They're not sitting by the bank. But uh, when I look at this, I, I think of a pool because uh, we, we see that um, Elijah uses the mantle. It, it says there in verse um, 
He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. It says in verse 14, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters. So we have two different types of people. I like to call them the uh, water splitters and the water danglers. There's two kinds of people when you go to a pool. Uh, you have uh, those annoying people that run as fast as they can, throw their feet up and go, what? Cannonball! And, and, all, and, and then there's, there's what I call the water danglers. And they're just kind of viewing. Maybe, maybe they'll dip their toe in, you know. But then uh, the wa- the, those, those cannonballs come in, they're like, you know, get me away! You know, there's, there's those two types of people. And usually they're very contrasted. And uh, we're going to look at these two contrasts as we see um, the, the character of what a dangler is. The character of a dangler. Or um, someone that would stand and just hang out. You know, there's always those that just kind of hang out at the pool. You know, they're not going in. They're just hanging out. You know, they're just there uh, uh, absorbing the sunshine, I guess. And uh, usually the point of going to a pool is to take a swim, right? Uh, That would be the point. Um, We'll look at two of these characters of these individuals and uh, just break down some thoughts here. The, The danglers are those that just usually are, are the sitters. They're, they're just dangling by the water. They're just viewing by the water. Um, they're, they're taking it all in, but they're not really in the pool. They're not in the water. They're not involved. Um, when I was in college, uh, I can remember uh, a, a time where uh, we would... Uh, right after breakfast, we would have to uh, tear down all the all the tables so that we could get ready for junior church. And we we put all the the tables up, and um, I I always you know would grab a salt and pepper and and start singing you know Jesus loves me, and and then this other guy would grab it. He grabbed the same uh, another the pepper, and he said this I know. And right when he started singing, all of a sudden one of the teachers comes through the door. And if you knew this character, this guy um, was, he was like everybody's teacher's pet. Except for the, uh, the dorm dad. For some reason, the dorm dad had his number. It didn't help. The dorm dad was a Michigan fan. And this guy was an Ohio fan. That's like oil and water. It just it didn't go. And so he was starting to, and, and I'm like, I'm looking over at him, and he didn't see. He's he's his back is to the to the wall, and I'm, and I'm pointing like that, about ready to laugh. And he turns around, and you know, the guy shakes his head. He's like, why every time? Every time I do something, he's there. He's looking at me, and we just had a lot of fun, just serving and and doing things at school, and. Uh, we would get those things turned, uh, torn down, but there was always a few people that uh, were not getting involved. Uh, it was supposed to be those that at that time uh, weren't on a bus, were supposed to help with that job. You know what? There was always 
one guy that just seemed to be so studious at that point of Sunday morning, and then was, you know, reading his Bible and doing schoolwork, and wow, amazing, you know, because the, the, the three days before that, he was hanging out at the snack shop the whole time, you know, but now, all of a sudden, he's a studious uh, individual, and I uh, thought that was very comical, but you know, they're, they're in the background, you know, they're not really involved, they're just, they're just viewing, viewing afar off. Uh, it said there they they to view afar off. You know they they absorb knowledge. That's what we're doing right now. We're absorbing knowledge. But what do we do in our acting upon it? How are we doing there? You know the danglers are more critical of the environment than plunging in. Um, it said there that they um, they were. Make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself. Yeah, it says there the uh, in verse 5, Knoweth that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? They almost sound way too happy. <laughs> like, you realize what's going to happen here. It's like saying, um, you realize that um, days of summer is almost over. Um, this pool, you're not going to be able to plunge in anymore. Do you realize that? Uh, yeah, I realize that. That's why I'm swimming now. Hello. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like the obvious stuff. Um, do you realize that, you know, in about three months, the, the pool is going to be cold? It's going to be like winter, and then it'll be like a polar plunge, and then you won't be able to swim? Yeah, I know that. I am aware of that. Thank you. But it's not going to stop me from plunging in now. Um, they, they're critical. They, they have to analyze everything and be critical. You know, the, the water... Um, I don't know, it, it feels a little cold. I, you know, I don't, I don't really want to plunge in. Um, well, you know, the, um, the water it, it really doesn't look clean enough to me. Um, did they check that? Is, is there any bacteria in that water? Um, you know, I know the little kids that come in here, and I'm just saying, I don't know how clear that is. Uh, you know, they're very critical about analyzing every little detail and not plunging in. Uh, the other interesting note here is that the danglers were not novice swimmers. It says there they were the sons of the prophets. You know, we've, we've got some people that maybe are starting to slip away from just getting involved in ministry. You know what, you, you're the experienced ones. The ones that we need <laughs> swimming around to, with those novice swimmers who think they're, they're professional divers. <laughs> uh, we don't need to be doing that. You're going to crack your head. <laughs> uh, they're the ones that you need in the pool. They're, you're the, they're the ones that need to be plunged into the ministry. But for some reason, we're viewing afar off. Viewing afar off. They, they weren't novice. They, they had the knowledge, didn't they? You know, sometimes God's not always concerned about whether or not we're experienced, whether or not we have it all figured out. Um, the church I was uh, just at, we, uh, they have one piano player. And... Seems to be a very gifted piano player. But 
about eight or ten years ago, she didn't feel that she was that gifted at that moment. But the pastor came up to her and said, I really want you, and she was very young. I really, we don't have a piano player, and you know how to play piano. So that first morning, she was in tears because she messed it all up. But she did it, and she kept at it, and now you wouldn't know. What is that? It's just plunging in. You know, today, we, yeah, we laugh because we had eight, eight nine-string people taking care of ministries that don't, you know, but you know what? We have eighth or ninth-string people. Next year, maybe we can have 10, 11, or 12. You know, God's not necessarily concerned about your intellect. Here, this, this Elisha was a farmer. I got nothing on farmers, but you know what? He, he was no prophet. What, why, why was there not a bigger train behind Elijah? Here's sons of prophets. They're not even hanging with Elijah, this great prophet that God was tremendously using that was up on Mount Carmel with 400 prophets doing a great work and showing how God was greater than Baal. And there's one guy following at the end of his ministry? I don't think that was a shame on Elijah. (laughs) I think that was a shame on the sons of the prophets. The danglers only experienced the splash secondhand. Boy, imagine watching as Elisha split that water and it was, and it just split open. And here he is, this guy's walking on the dry ground of Jordan. Wow, that would be a cool sight. You know what would be even cooler? Is doing it firsthand. But a dangler doesn't experience it. They, they're too busy viewing afar. You know why? They're, that means they've got to get out of their comfort zone. Have you ever just plunged into the water before and it was cold? <laughs> That'll wake you up, right? Oh yeah, I've been there. What is it? It's just getting uncomfortable. And then after a while, you're like, whoa, this is pretty nice in here. And you're just swimming circles, and right? Uh, why? Because it's not that bad. And then you tell someone, hey, why don't you come in here? You try to keep your composure so they do the same, right? Yeah. I hear, they're like, what? This is freezing! I know, I just wanted you to get in here and do it with me, right? And then you go swimming after they try to chase you down in the water. But you know what? That's what God says about his people. Get involved. Why? Because there's lessons to be learned. And we don't grow unless we're involved. Unless we're learning. You know, the, the, the danglers never get the deep experience. 
you know, to, to swim in the shallow end is not the same as the deep end. You can't rely on the walls because it's a little deeper. But you don't learn that unless you, you plunge in. Look at verse 14. Look at some qualities of the splitter. It says there, He took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters. He smote the waters. Splitters are splashers. They're the first one to, to just plunge in to the water. They don't, they don't just gradually go in like I said, they just cannonball. You know, they go off the diving board. And they try to make as big of a splash. Here comes the whale. Right? Whatever it is they say. And they make a splash. They just jump in. They're always moving. Always busy. Splitters stay in the water. They're, they're faithful. They're faithful. How are you? Splitters stay by experienced swimmers. Do you know your prophet's leaving? Yeah, yay, I know it. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Uh, what, what, what's going to happen when, when this uh, problem happens? You know, what, what if the the sun leaves and, you know, the environment changes. Well, that's fine. I'm just going to stay faithful. They, they stay by experienced swimmers. Why? Because they're willing to learn more. Have we, have we lost that desire to learn more or have we just kind of settled in? The sons of the prophets probably knew a lot, but they could have learned more. They could have learned more, and, and they didn't. They, they, they slowed down. I'd like to think that maybe uh, these ones that are bowing before Elisha were the ones that went and chopped down some trees. I don't know. I'm hoping so. Maybe they... they you know what, uh, I need to get involved. And, and they built the School of the Prophets. I, I, I'm not sure. I'd like to hope so. You know why? Because there's, there's always time for correction. Splitters find out what they're made of in the deep. It says in uh, 1 Kings 19.19, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Um, you know what he said? He said, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to plunge in. I don't have a clue what's going on here. I'm a farmer. I'm not even a... I, I'm not a prophet, but I'll, I'll follow the man of God. He, he's called, apparently he's called me, and, and God's calling me to this, and I'm just, I'm just going to go in. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do what God says. Uh, 
the critique to know if you are a dangler or a splitter. A dangler is critical and not a problem solver. Um, a splitter tries to figure out the problems. If you notice, Elisha, his uh, ministry, had, I believe, double the blessings. But you also had, what I believe, double the problems that Elijah's ministry had. <laughs> Elijah had a wow factor ministry. Uh, he, he, you know, Mount Carmel and 400 people. But Elisha was dealing with one-on-one -on -one personal issues with people all, all the time and was trying to help them, help them grow, help them learn, uh, deal with those things, and was patient with them. What was he doing? He was a problem solver. Um, he was proactive, not just reactive. Um, how do we correct from being that dangler to the splitter? Just join them when they, welcome, when they ask for help. <laughs> uh, Elijah came, he cast his mantle on him, and uh, Elijah said, forget that, I ain't doing none of that. No, he didn't do that. He followed him, didn't he? Matter of fact, it says that he um, burned his yoke of oxen. Look at that. Um, if you look at verse, uh, chapter um, 19, verse 20, it says that he burnt the, the uh, uh, I believe he sacrificed the, the um, oxen. He left his vocation behind. He wouldn't be tempted again, would he? Uh, he left that behind and followed... Elijah. Uh, secondly, don't criticize the splash of the splitter. You know, don't rate it like you're in, like you're, like you're the Olympic Committee. <laughs> um, they doubted Elisha's ability, didn't they? They doubted it. You know what? What matters? is are you doing what God has asked you and called you to do? Elisha was called and he didn't veer from it. And God used him in a powerful way. And he was splitting water left and right for the Lord. Are you involved with what God has called you? We all have ministry that God's called us to. Are you doing your part don't look around at what, well, I'm doing more than that. I'm not asking if you're doing more than the person next to you or the, behind you or in front of you. Or are you doing what God has asked you to do? Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. How about you? Are you doing what God's asked you to do in your church? and in your ministries? See, God spoke to me. Here's my hand. Would you please pray for me? God's touched some thoughts in my heart. Okay. All right. And I didn't mention this, but, you know, with this group, I don't know, but maybe there's someone here that you know, I'm trying, we're trying to invite you to be involved in your church, but you haven't even been invited to Christ yet. 
Maybe there's some things happening in your life that are just falling apart. Now the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. But that's hard to see if, if you, you're not his yet. If you're not his child, that's hard to handle. You say, preacher, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I know I'm on my way to heaven. I am God's child. I've been born again into his family. Here's my hand. I know that's settled in my life. Very good. Hands all over. Maybe you're here, and I'm not trying to embarrass you, but you couldn't put your hand up. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. But quite frankly, I really don't even understand completely what it means to be saved. But here's my hand, because I want to know more. Would you be that honest? I wouldn't call you by name, but I'd like to pray for you. So here's my hand. I, I, I don't have it all together yet, but I do want to know more. Would you pray for me? Lord, I, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this illustration. Lord, it's easy to compare ourselves amongst ourselves, but God, when we compare ourselves to a, a Christ who died for us, boy, that puts us in a, in a, in a very difficult shape. <laughs> Lord, may we make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do for you in ministry, the ministry of exhortation, whatever ministry that we need to be involved with. Lord, there's, in every church, there's never a, a um, there's never a, not a need for workers and helpers. There's always a need. And there's always, in most churches, Lot, a small group doing a lot. Maybe you're pricking someone's heart to get more involved and be one of those types of people. So Lord, we ask that you would be with this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. This time